welcome to another edition of the Rampant Mumblings with me today, recording this show about, well, about an hour later than we were due to kick off, are two people that I've corralled, I've dipped into the talent pool and the brain trust of the Mac and Forth show. With me today, I have Mr. Com, the Baron Madden. How are you, sir? I'm fine, thank you. What's, what's this Baron comes from? I don't understand. Well, it's because you got promoted in work, wasn't oh. it? Yeah. So you got a new title and you didn't want it, so they had to give you a like land in Gentry before you decided you'd stay at your job. So uh, we've nicknamed you the Baron. Okay, then. You missed that memo, but okay. <laughs> also with us today is a man who, if you could conjure up an image of your head of a shed at the end of a garden underneath a flight path, it's the one and only Mr. Rick McCorriston. How are you, sir? I'm very well. How are you? Long time no A bit speak. stressed after trying to get this podcast set up. I can see why you call it the seamless production. Uh, one day I will buy that domain name and it will be mine. <laughs> so they're here with me today because as you're probably aware, on Monday the Apple event has just come and gone. So we thought we'd do a quick reactionary show. It was Carl's idea, so you can blame all of this on him. And we thought we'd just give you our thoughts on what we witnessed for the one hour, six minutes of this Apple event. That was supposed to be on the 22nd, but obviously it was on the 21st. So... What did we think of the pacing and the styling? I'll go to Rick for this one. I thought, was it just a keynote because they felt like they had to bring something out? or It was a bit empty, wasn't it? It was a bit devoid of any life. I'd have, I'd have been a bit annoyed if I'd gone along, I think. Gone all the way there to see it. I suppose keeping you in the loop is just about... Yes, we're just keeping you in the loop of what we're doing. It's just an update, isn't it? But surely could have just sent a memo. <laughs> it could have been better than the alternative title saying, let's touch base. Oh, dear, I know. But it's, it's what we said on your show a few weeks ago, Mark. If, if this was all they had to release, they could have they could have just pushed this out as a web update, a website up. There was no real need. I mean, all the things that they've announced are pretty nice and, and like lots of energy and technology and research and stuff has gone into what they've produced anyone that says there isn't is in, insane uh, I, I reckon but you know I'm, I'm, well, maybe not the watch band so much but um it, it just seems i have no idea why they and the reason they didn't do tomorrow is tomorrow they're in court you know in front of the judge so they can't do it they couldn't have done it tomorrow they have to do it today well that's not all of them they can't all be in court i don't know I, we don't know what that list is like. They could all be traipsed in one after the other and then taken out the back and summarily shot because they're not doing what their government tells them to do. I thought the well, most exciting bit of it was... Show, doesn't it? Cause, uh, oh, sorry, go on. I thought the mo- most exciting bit was the reminder about the Infinite Loop, the new campus, and saying that um, that was going to be the last one in the town hall mm. because they're going to have their nice, sparkly new um, place. That was that was quite a cool update. Um and it's going to have nothing to do with most of us. So we'll never go there. No. But, um, but, I mean, starting off on the watch band was a bit of a wet fart, wasn't it? Well, before that, we've got the, the whole thing about Tim's sort of uh, public statement with all this uh, FBI shenanigans. Humbled by the US support, uh, Apple will not shrink from the responsibility of keeping its users' data secure. So I think that was a bit cheeky to sort of bring that into the public fray on such a public platform, or was it just Tim sort of making a point to say, well, you can drag us through the press, we'll do the same to you? That's happening. That's been happening the last few weeks anyway. He knows he's got a worldwide audience on these announcements, no matter what they've got to announce. Loads of people, millions of people tune in to watch. So I'm quite, you know, I'd be quite shocked if he didn't 
mention the FBI stuff because it's basically a battle of um, public relations. You know, the FBI are doing just the same to Apple as Apple is doing to the FBI. It's all about trying to, uh, you know, is your argument from the heart or is it from from your mind? It's it's just one of those things. And some people think that Apple should unlock their phone, and other people think they shouldn't unlock their phone. You know, and it's it's not terrorism does exist. Let's be like realistic about this. But you know, terrorism. How much do you want to? give up your personal freedoms to a certain extent, in this case privacy, because there is a, an outside threat of terrorism. I mean, we could all give up our freedoms today if it will make us safer. It probably wouldn't make us safer, but um, we can sometimes buy into that illusion that, oh yeah, if law enforcement gets into our accounts and keeps us safe, they can watch everybody, I'll be safe. No, not necessarily. Well, where do you stand on all this uh, privacy thing, Rick? I mean, after all, you have got a doorbell that spies on your street. I have. I have. I used it the other day. Because uh, next door was having a party and I was asked by my next door neighbour to check that there weren't lots of, she's got two daughters, 15 and 17, I think. And uh, I was asked to, to keep an eye on them and make sure that there weren't hordes of thirsty men turning up at her door. So, um, so I, I used my doorbell and just went on it every now and again and just checked that there weren't too many people rather than sitting at the door and listening in, which felt quite creepy at my age. Um, yeah. Do you, did and, you actually get written consent to say, dear Rick, please can you spy on these two teenage girls? Yeah, yeah. She she knocked on my door. Uh, she was off out. Um, she's a single mum and she was off out with some friends and she said, Rick, could you just keep an eye and let give me a call if, um, if a massive party uh, kicks off at my house? And I thought, so, massive party at your house tonight. <laughs> um, but no, I just, um, yeah, I just checked on my doorbell. Have I told you about my doorbell? Yeah. Oh, okay. um, and and just watched to make sure that there weren't a load of people there. There was just one boy. So I, I let that one go. And if you're interested in pursuing a life of violence by a doorbell, there'll be the link to Rick's doorbell in the show notes. You do know so, he didn't actually answer your question, don't you? Yeah. I, I, I think Where I do have... I stand on the FBI getting... Well, they... Um, where do I stand? I don't think this is equivalent to... In the 1920s, someone bringing out a bill saying no whispering or something, isn't it? You know, it's like it's it's backwards engineering something because it's just a bit too difficult, which I don't agree with. You know, if you're you if people can make these things to make to keep people's data safe, then it's your job to get into it and do whatever you can to break it. You can't just go and say, that's a bit hard for us. Can you back with, Can you do this so that we can get in? But it, the law's the law, and I think they have to do what they're told um, as a company working in America. So they're just going to have to do it. Um, I, do, I, I don't really... Where do I stand on it morally? I don't think... Um, like I say, I, I think the law enforcement should have should use all the tools in their power to get what they need. And at this time... At, this point uh, it seems a bit sort of a bit lame to be um to be asking someone to backwards engineer their stuff but but they will have to that's the that's the full stop on it isn't it they're going to have to open it up yeah i think that covers it nicely so we're moving on to the first bit now carl you might have to lead a little bit here because i was actually in work trying to covertly listen on my 3G uh, on my phone via a 3G dongle so i missed a few minutes of it we had lisa jackson who was a uh, you should have come on to the Michael Jackson song, Let's Make the Change the World, Make It a Better Place. It's all about the environment, renewable energy. The Apple's goal to become 100% renewable energy set two years ago and accomplished this 
in the US and China and 23 countries. Am I right? Mm-hmm. That's what they said. I mean, depends. 93% worldwide renewable energy. They're very proud of their environmental um, stats. I mean, okay, great. I mean, they produce lots of stuff. There's a lot of things that people pull them up on about other things, for example, like um, how you can't repair a lot of your own stuff. You break it on Apple, with Apple, and it tends to end up in a landfill. Uh, things like this. Um, they definitely also mentioned how often you have to charge up all their devices. So although they might be energy free, like neutral, carbon neutral free and things like this, when, you know, I've, I'm looking around my room here and I've got about six things charging uh, got an Apple logo on them. So I'm sucking up that energy. That's all my problem. It is, but it's you know it's 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 good. All these companies now have to be green. They have to put a, like a green badge on and stay on the right side of Greenpeace because Greenpeace is now a political movement rather than a save the world movement. So um, you know it's 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 they're obviously quite proud of it and uh, you know fair play to them. I don't uh, sometimes some of the things they do or other people do in their name in other countries is not so um, nice to see. Like you hear about how certain treatings like this, but uh, yeah, I guess I guess you know the people who judge these things, judge that Apple's doing a good job. So good luck for them. I thought it was very interesting the way they were, you know, where they couldn't literally just plonk planos down on a field. They'd raise them up for the axe. And there was a brilliant image of in Singapore, I think it was, where they had all soda panels on a roof. That was quite interesting to look at. And I, I do see your point where, you know, maybe we are sort of mitigating a little bit the, the fact that we have so many devices that we plug in these days. But, you know, at least it's doing something, which is better than nothing. Well, yeah, I mean, you could always use the argument, thanks, better than nothing. Um, I always worry about all these <laughs> all these solar panels on top of buildings. Don't they have a blind pilots as they're coming into land? Or well, there was a big conspiracy theory that it contributes to global warming because it bounces the sun back up. That was a good one. What? I yeah, apparently they were saying that it's, uh, if you've got all these solar panels, it sort of reflects the heat in the UV rays back up. Uh, and then they bounce off the ozone layer, and that causes global warming. That was one what conspiracy going around. Rubbish. But there isn't no there's, solar there's nowhere near enough solar panels to bounce enough energy back to the. That is ridiculous. We, um, we where did you hear that? I read it on the internet. Oh no, yeah. we need cited sources in future, Mark. I'm afraid. Oh yeah, sorry. Uh, sources familiar with the matter, Rick. Uh, People that know nothing about anything. <laughs> now, of course, comment. We d- we also saw, we saw that Liam robot. I thought it was Leon for a little while, but Liam, that ripped apart old iPhones and saves virtually everything in it that they can reuse again. That was awesome. That shows how many people are giving back their their uh, iPhones that there's just one robot. <laughs> doing Can't be that popular. Poor Liam. God bless him. He must be working hard. He was taking apart an, an iPhone as well that's worth about 250 quid on eBay. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know who's given. Do they give you money for giving back your iPhone? I don't, I don't think it's a trade-in scheme, isn't no, it? There was no mention of cash in that entire segment. You know, I did quite like the way the ease it just pulled off the front cover. Uh, you know, if you've ever tried to take an iPhone apart, you know it's not that easy to do. There's a number of screws, and it just seemed to go pfft, yank that off. Done. It was uh, the, the whole start of the show. Sort of seemed to be. Apple not showing off, but I think coming out saying that, you know, they're happy and proud of, you know, all the other levels that they go into. And I think so quite, you know, quite too as well, because you don't see any other company really extolling the virtues of what they're doing for the environment like Apple does. So, and plus, who doesn't like seeing a robot? You could also say they were filling time. <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe. They're filling time and, um, and in light of what, um, what they said at the start about the FBI, it was a big PR 
thing, wasn't it? To oh, say, yeah. look how nice a company we are. We're, we're, we're the good guys. Uh, we're green. We're Captain Planet, all that sort of stuff. And um, so I think that was probably in there as well. Look how we look after your health. Yeah. We're looking after you. We got your back. Give us all your money. <laughs> I was hoping you two would carry on filling while I just go and have a look at this apple.com slash recycling. Let's go and have a look here. How much is it? Are you looking for prices? Recycling an Apple product should be as easy as buying one. Get started online. Uh, Do you qualify? iPad 2 or no? iPad 4 or newer? I'm trying to see how much you can get for it. Can you get anything? That'll be the um, thing. Because, you know, Rick on Mac and Forth has often said, like, they do themselves a disservice because you cannot repair an iPhone. You cannot repair easily repair an iPhone and iPad. um, Well, I've just been blocked by... So I've just clicked on, I've gone to recycle.apple.com, clicked on iPad 2 or newer. That's taken me to uh, reuserecycle.abbti.brightstarcorp.com, and I've got access denied, error code 16. The request was blocked by the security rules. <laughs> They're obviously updating it, and they've messed something up. Maybe. Yeah, because it's a brand new look. They've got Liam on there and everything. So, and they sort of like, hand code their website. as they Do they? Yeah, I read somewhere once. It's not like they take the whole site offline because there's an army of people working on the website behind the scenes. So I have no idea if that's still true, but it it used to be. It's why the whole site would go down. (laughs) I just imagine someone sitting there, like, putting div tags in and (laughs) posting graphic. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. I've never recycled anything through Apple. I mean, I've I've still, ever since I bought my first Apple product, which was a 2010 uh, MacBook Air, I've just recently given that to my brother. But that is still working. That is still in service. That is not in a landfill anywhere. And that's years on. Um, and he's still quite happy using it. And I find it a bit tricky at the moment. Go from Windows 8.1 to, um, you know, Mac 10. But he's getting there. He's getting there. And he's going to get could there. be worse. You could have to go the opposite way around like I'm having to this week. Sorry, what was that? It could be worse. You could have to go the opposite way around. Go from Mac to Windows. <laughs> Well, yeah, possibly. I mean, you know, Windows is out there doing well, apparently. I've been doing that today. I went on Windows 10 today. Actually, I've installed it three times today on various different various different formats. And um, I really like it. I think it's good. I installed it on in, using Boot Camp on an iMac. And it looks great. It's really good. Works well. Drivers are a problem still, like every every well, version of Windows. Yeah. But yeah, like uh, it does look camp. good. But, uh, so let's move on then uh, to health. Did... Anyone, I, I, my signal dropped out of this bit. So, any no, thoughts? Was it sort on. of a worthy notion to the presentation? Did it add anything, or was this more of like a, hey, look, we're Apple, we're getting in with the corporates, and this is what we're trying to do? Any thoughts on that? Basically, it just went back, and like ever since they released Research Kit, they've gone on to see how popular that these research applications that they that people have implemented and written uh, and put out as apps have become so popular. Like there was, I was mentioning. I think it was the Parkinson's one where it, within 24 hours it became the biggest um, research uh, research program ever because the amount of people were signed up for it. Uh, and, and it just went on to how they're continuing to develop a research kit and how various hospitals around the you know around the globe are also developing that and how it's become quite popular, which is it's good to hear because ever since they announced it, it kind of went dead. No one really seemed to like talk about it anymore. Everyone's more concerned with society yet iPhone screen, for example. But then they also went on to um, introduce CareKit, which apparently is going to be a framework so people can um, get like the care. They can. For example, the, the example they use is when you're discharged from hospital, you get sent home. And I've had this recently with my dad. He was sent home from um, NHS hospital. And they basically just said, 
off you go. You're okay now. You can live on your own and out the door. And of course, within two days, he was back in hospital again because um, he couldn't look like a So they, they've kind of, um, with this care kit, it looks like they'll be able to do apps where they can send people home. Again, I'm imagining this is going to be big flash hospitals rather than our poor stressed NHS service, for example. But um, theoretically, they could give him an app which details all the things that he has to do to keep well and he can report back on, you know, any his temperature or any other things they've asked him to monitor. And his doctor should be able to monitor that, monitor that and then send him other caring tips on how to he can continue to improve while he's away from the hospital. And you can share this with loved ones and any people caring are caring for you. But again, it just seems like um, it's open source as well, but it seems like one of those things people are going to find, um, but, you know, your service is going to have to implement it. Like, and again, maybe in America where you have to pay for or you've got health insurance for certain uh, medical procedures. But here in, in Britain, for example, on the NHS, I don't think they're ever going to be able to afford a system like that. Even if it is open source, because they won't chug time in development. But let's face it, most of the projects they have invested, like these government projects, which are going to uh, change the the outlook and the scope of the NHS and make it more efficient, pretty much almost all of them have failed miserably. So Lord only knows what they would do if they actually had the opportunity to work with an open source projects. Uh, yeah, but with Apple backing and the support, that's corporate government uh, type situation, they'll actually get somewhere. Rick, any Can thoughts? either of you explain to me what they mean by open source? I'm fully aware what open source means, but when it, with, um, with relation to these two things, what do they mean? Because all, as far as I can tell, pretty much everything that Apple does, they allow you to code in and uh, link in with their system. In most ways, you know, that's why that's how people make apps for the iPhone. So what what's open source about this? As far as I understood, it is so you can run the same source code on a Windows device, an Android device, BlackBerry, if you will. Uh, any other devices that you might want to also implement it other than iOS? I'd also right. assume that there's no proprietary calls or APIs. There's nothing locked down. Like, you're right, you can program in Swift when Swift is open source, but... You can get access to some of the API features that Apple uses, let's say, for example, in their in their battery. So I'm guessing it's here's a source code. There's no uh, we don't hold any commercial rights to it. Uh, off you go and make good things. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's makes what, sense. That's my understanding of it. That's how I understand it from when they find it when they did research. So that covered all the software, which well up until the iOS bit. And then they opened up with the watch. The bit I was waiting for. Watch no, two. Watch version oh, two. I have, I, have went, I have said to myself many a game, many a, many a game, many a time, I want a Roven nylon band. I gotta, actually, I don't <laughs> In think the new color. ever move past my lips before tonight. What was the, what was the one that you said that little, because uh, they, they've got a new color, haven't they? Yeah, they got, uh, what's they got a space gray Milanese loop thing, which is nice. It's blue, isn't it? It's quite blue. Uh, yeah. Sort of. Yeah, they always look like that. So it's French against the background. But uh, which is nice. However, there's been a version of this, a knocked-off version, granted, on eBay ever since the Apple Watch came out, <laughs> which I own. And it's lovely. It's a lovely piece of kit. Um, and it's a lot cheaper than the Apple version. It's like 30 quid. Well, the good news is Apple has obviously been listening to the all-important demographic of the uh, the retro hipsters uh, and the hippies. With like, going yeah, with woven straps. Nylon Brett Day is definitely a hipster thing. Again, they've sort of filled in with this. I don't think there was anything to say, really, was there? No. Again, it was just like a, a few new colours uh, and a few new bands, and that was it. On a price cut as well. Now, I looked online on the UK version, it says 38mm now starting at 259 quid. The only problem is, I can't remember what it was for before today. Um, so it might have dropped. 
I don't know. They said it definitely dropped in the States, but I have no idea if the UK version. Well, what's the price of your one that you put that you've got now? Because you've got the 42 uh, yeah, sports. Yeah, actually, you're right. I think I put it 350. So perhaps they have dropped it. Which, which is interesting because if you notice over the last few months, like all the major retailers here in the UK have been dropping the prices. So, year old. <laughs> I don't think they've sold any of them. You wouldn't sell, you don't drop the price of something that's selling really well because there's no need to do it. You drop the price either because you're trying to get rid of old stuff, that, old, old stock, or because you're not selling enough of them. So either they're about to bring out a new one or they're just not selling. Have you never shopped at Tesco's? They <laughs> sell stuff that's popular cheap all the time. Rick, in Tesco's, he's definitely yeah. a retro's mum. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So tell me more about this Tesco's place. What um, is shopping? That's what my servants do. Um, but yeah, but the, that that the reason Tesco's drops their prices is is about getting people it through the door um, to you know to uh, stopping you from going to M and S or Waitrose. Um, I don't think they do that with the Apple Watch. It's not that sort of product. So I think my thing still applies is that they either have too many of them, they haven't sold enough, and they bring out a new one. They want to shift these. Or it's just not selling at all, and they want to drop the price to sell more of them. Well, of course, they do say they did say it, it is still selling well, and it's like supposedly the biggest selling smartwatch there is out. But I wouldn't be surprised if it was. I'd be more surprised if it wasn't true because it's sheer brand recognition when it comes to Apple. I reckon uh, it's probably the the it's certainly the biggest selling. If you compared the amount of publicity and money that's gone into development and and promotion of it, I think they probably just about broken even i would have thought compare that to any other smartwatch where you've got samsung or someone like that who has has a lot of money but that probably doesn't have doesn't spend as much of it on um promoting and, and oh i disagree with that i vehemently um, disagree with that one you, you, think? Can, you cannot fart in the general direction of the wind without there being some sort of samsung advertising even when you get petrol it's on the petrol cabs yeah, but not what, not for watches, no, though? No, not necessarily for the watch. But they, when, oh, no, when no, they not necessarily for the watch, but you, you kind of feel with Samsung that they are trying to become the new Apple by... You say to someone, oh, what phone have you got? They go, oh, I've got a Samsung, when actually they mean it's an Android power phone. And I think they're becoming... That's, that's the ingrained um, thing they want to get through to you, is you know, Samsung is synonymous with Android. They want to become that Apple brand. Okay, yeah, but I mean... Uh, the money that's been spent on promoting and producing the Apple Watch far outseeds the money that's been spent on producing and promoting the something like a gear. I'd say. Mind you, did you see? Is that? Gear, did you see the gear advert with the stalker guy on the ski slope? Did you ever no. see that advert? You've got to seek out this advert because it's a guy basically showing off. I think it's his new Samsung. This is from a, a couple of years ago. Showing off his gear, first one, and his new phone. And he's basically stalking this girl for the entire advert. It's kind of creepy. Very creepy. And go on, try and see if you can um, track this. Oh, I know the one now. you mean, yes. He literally follows awesomely, her and starts building up a profile of her. Awesomely bad. Just as, you know, I was, quite, I was watching the, um, the videos at the end of the, uh, the uh, session today. And, for example, they're showing people using their iPads in nice, clean, open spaces and things like this. And, and nice, immaculate living rooms and halls and things like this. And I'm thinking, my God, they need to show a reality video where it's people basically in their underwear, eating crisps, drinking beer, and just like surfing for God knows what. And like, Are you after a job, Carl? <laughs> I, could, I could be that model. <laughs> it could be my life. 
You could do a parody. You should do a parody advert. There is a parody there. Someone's probably already done it. I can't believe they haven't. Right. So that covers... So where are we up to now? I've just lost my show notes. Apple TV. Car kit. We're up to car kit. We're up to car kit. Finally, some news on car kit. And the major announcement that pretty much every major car vendor has signed up to car kit. Cars I cannot afford. Fantastic. But it wouldn't make... Lend some credence, like it, are Apple really making a car, or are they just getting loads of cars in to test out car kit? Is it going to kill you? Because obviously, you can't put a system like that in a car without testing it, and you're not going to test it on the open road. So, having a the amount the amount of engineers that they've got associated with that program now, or before they started letting people go, is there's no way that's just <laughs> car play. Have you ever tried taking a car stereo out of a 2003 Ford Mondeo? Yeah, See, that's quite a bit of work. Four holes, you put the coat hangers in, pull it out, like, on your heels, away. No one can... Oh, hang on. <laughs> <laughs> they do do aftermarket. Um, who is it? Someone does Pioneer. an aftermarket Pioneer. car kit, don't they? Pioneer, I think. Pioneer, that's it. So you can get a, you can get pie, um, you can get car kit in your car. I've just bought a new car and doesn't have blooming car kit in it. <laughs> Um, but it's got weird cameras around it with your fetish for all things camera related. It's got a 3D cam, which is pretty cool. It looks like there's a, when you look at it on the screen, it looks like there's a camera like five feet above the car. It's a 3D view, so you can see how how badly you've parked. It's not Matt's Tesla, is it? No, I didn't get a Tesla. Right. The end. All the other stuff that, instantly, all the other stuff that Matt um, bought and then sent back arrived at my house the other day, so I've got tons of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so, car kit, uh, it's just a shame that it, it's only going to be for new cars, isn't it, from 2017 onwards, if we're all going to be realistic about it, which is a bit No, of a they shame. do an aftermarket one. They, they're not, I don't think they're ever going to release a, um, a stereo, that, an aftermarket stereo, but the fact that you can get an aftermarket stereo now means it's not just for new cars. It I is. will bet the aftermarket one is bobbins. I bet it's got one of those old, horrifically unresponsive touchscreens that never work and you have to keep stabbing away at it. And then the interface, well, even though it's all just being projected from the iPhone, you, I, bet it's, I bet it's just going to be bobbins. Are you slagging something off before you've tried it? Yes. Okay, you'll go far. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm, I'm adopting a Twitter attitude where I'm just going to complain and be vocal about something no, even if I'm vastly informed. Wait, I'm just saying, if you're going to be in charge, of podca- you're in charge of your podcast now, that's the way to go, apparently. You've got to slag things off before you even try them. That's, that's the way it's now done. Speaking. Right, I'm going to have a run here. So speaking of getting slagged off, the other week I did an article about uh, France to find Apple 1 million euros if they don't unlock their phone. And this guy on Twitter took great umbrage at me about clickbait journalism and copy and paste journalism. Now, he didn't mention the fact that I actually went to the source, uh, the French websites, and actually tried to find out as much information as I can. He said he had a bit of a ding at me because I didn't know about Mr. Kofi and the fact that a law has to get passed several times for an amendment to a bill. No, no, he didn't even contact me nicely to say, oh, did you know this? Went straight at me. So, give it a week, and what happened? This so-called law that he said was never going to get passed or go anywhere got voted through by something like 404, 32 against. And I sent him a nice polite Twitter to go, nah, this looks interesting. Never heard of Dickie Bird. Why did you get upset with what people say on Twitter? I don't have many followers, so they tend to rank on me more when they start picking on me. But I just thought it was brilliant. It's like, you know, he's had his point, he's had his say, blah, blah, blah. And then I sort of just fired back. And I was nicely, I was going, 
well, you know, that's great. Can you give me more information? You know, can you be, be more helpful? How about, you know, giving some education rather than just having a pop? And when I sent him the article, again, because of this bill looks like it might actually get some traction, didn't hear anything back. Life's too short. <laughs> like, I used to wear for saying thanks for a good night out, everyone. That's about it. I don't... I've been just dying to get it off my chest for a while. I wouldn't spend too much time worrying about that, Mark. No, I, I don't have much to worry about in my life. The small things it won't keep me alive, if I'm honest. Right, let's move on to... I think this could be one for Mr. Madden. It was the Apple TV. No new hardware, but a raft of new features. Uh, this was done... Who, who presented this one? Was it Craig? No, it's still it? Tim. It's still Tim doing this point. Oh, this is still Tim. So what do we got here? So 5,000 apps on the App Store, but discoverability is still a problem. One of the core things that looks really nice was the NBA app where you can watch two games simultaneously only on Apple TV. Wish it made a bit more of that. Siri Search, that's going to be coming to more applications. I Again, I wasn't quite here. Did they mention if it's going to be open to third-party APIs? They did say at some point they are going to open it up, but... Um Again, I don't know who they're going to open it up to. It looks like everybody that they announced is like an official company producing official content. So um, I'm not sure if they're going to open it up to everybody ever. So, you know, if you've got things like, like Plex, for example, I'm not sure <clears throat> if you're ever going to be able to search your own, your own content. Uh, yeah, we've got Siri search coming. Folders is also coming, which is nice because I've got so many flipping apps now on my Apple TV. I have to scroll down so far. Uh, never a folder where you put all your games. Uh, Siri dictation, usernames, and password. So if all the FBI has to do now is listen to you, and they can get your password. Well, that was the same with those um, those Android or smart TVs, wasn't it, that had nestled in terms of conditions. It was always listening to you. Well, yeah, well, so, well, so does your iPhone. Plug, turn up. So how often do you use Siri on your Apple TV? Not that often. I'm, sometimes I use it control, you know, stopping and going back a little, things like that. Uh, I don't tend to use it that much because all we've got <clears throat> over here is it'll, you can use it for the Apple, the, you know, the iTunes <laughs> store, for example, and you can use it for um, Netflix. And I tend to know what I want to go and look for when I, when I go into these uh, sections. So I don't tend to use it for searching, but I do tend to use it for navigation, like stopping and starting and pausing. Rick, have you got our Apple TV 4? No, I haven't got the new one. Um, I might do that now because I didn't buy it originally because there weren't, you know, it's a new, it was a new product and there weren't that many apps. But Carl's just taken me through his and um, I'm watching him fly towards New York. No, that's San Francisco. That's the, oh, sorry, uh, idiot. Yeah. Um, fly towards San Francisco in the background, and, um, and it, looks, well, it looks awesome, actually. And uh, we used it quite a lot. My current Apple TV, I used it, um, had a load of family around for daughter's birthday at the weekend, and we were doing the, um, everyone's been away somewhere, so we we're doing the photo sharing on the big screen. And it, it is brilliant for that sort of thing, so um, I'd quite like to get a new one. And now, of course, they did announce you'll be able to have access to your entire photo library, not just the folders and the most recent. Yes, yeah, that's good. Um, that is very good. But I mean, I, 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 now that they haven't, I was sort of waiting for them to release a new one today, hmm. an update. I know, that, I know, we weren't really expecting one, but um, I, you, you never. I wasn't. <laughs> I'd have been a fool to buy one yesterday, you know, um, oh, yeah. with what happened today. So now that this has happened, I'll run out. Right now, actually, and buy a new one. 
So Rick is an Apple TV convert. Right, so before we go into the big announcements, let's just take a quick break here, and I'm going to drop in the audio for Nemo's hardware store. So, John, over to you. And we're back. So, once again, because, because the USA went back an hour in time, I was still stuck at work, and at this point, when they announced the iPhone SE, my signal dropped out. So I'm just going to go with the notes here, lovingly crafted by Mr. Madden. We now have the official market share phone that everyone's been crying for. We have the four inch iPhone with an A9 chip, M9 motion processor. It's got the same performance as the 6S, but in a smaller phone. Do you Thoughts? know who, no wants one, to, who wants to take this one first? No one was asking, well, let's say the press, for example. No one was asking in the press for this phone until the other two came out because they were often saying, they need to make a bigger iPhone. There's, they need to. They need to. And of course, when they did, they'd done away with a small version. And as soon as they did that, press went, they need to make a smaller version. <laughs> damned if you do, damned if you don't. But, uh, go on. Sorry, the, the, uh, the iPhone C, is it iPhone C? That was plastic. Plastic one. Didn't sell that well. No. They got rid of it. Mm. Now, people that didn't buy that weren't, I would say, most of them weren't thinking that processor in that phone isn't good enough for what I do on it, blah, 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 blah. I don't, yeah, but it wasn't just a processor. It was just a slow phone compared to everything else. It looked cheap, but it looked nasty, I always thought. And when I've seen you it think, publicly, See, I think the looks of it would have would have certainly affected the average Apple user, but I don't think the processor and ing speed no. and all that sort of stuff would have affected it. So I don't, I don't think this will sell as much as they think they are based on the fact that the C didn't. I'm Is that not, fair to say? It's fair to say. I'm not so sure because they've got lots of technology in it. Like, like I say, like the 6S, it's got a really nice camera in it. If you, you know, if you're into your mobile phone camera, um, it's got all the stuff. Like shoots 4K video, Touch ID, Apple Pay. It starts at 359 quid in the UK. I, I can see, I can see there being a market for it. For people who still, you know, who just look at 6S Plus and say that's big. And you know, price is. I'm going to put in quote reasonable. For an, I, an iPhone. Um, yeah, 16 gig though, isn't it? Three, 16, 16 gig, gig yeah, 359, yeah. uh, 64439. Yeah, absolutely. But uh, I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, they look lovely. <laughs> the rose gold one there, for example, I'm looking at. Um, it's not a smaller round one though, is it? It's still the same form factor as the um, the five, right? The chamfered corners. Chamfered edges. Yes. But, so I think if they bought out a nice, you know, like the iPhone 6. Yeah. That, I, with I, the I rounded totally, corners, but totally smaller, agree. that would be nice. I, I think totally that'd be yeah, that one. quite a cool little phone. But I'm not sure. This, this, is, sorry, is this, this is the first time they've sort of they've released a phone where here's the top end phone, but smaller, but with no compromises. Because with the iPads, if you drop down, they tend to hobble a few features, or you get the last generation. You've basically got what, a six month old phone just in a smaller size. Yeah, I mean. Again, this is a market I don't understand because I'm I'm because I've I've gone for the bigger phone. I'm a big guy. I can get away with using a big phone. But the, apparently, the press were saying for months and months and months that Apple need to make a smaller phone, and now they've got to make a smaller phone. So let's see tomorrow <laughs> if if it's made the press happy. I, these things go on sale at the end of the month. I mean, you can buy them literally from the end of the month. You can order them from the twenty fourth. So we'll see. I mean, if it doesn't sell well. Just like the 5C, it will it will vanish. 
on the next refresh. I'm going to take a pun on some of the headlines being uh, Apple show no imagination using reusing oh, the same chassis or good. Apple have ideas for new designs you're, or you're they'll, always... they'll, they'll, they'll pluck some horrendous negative out of this rather than going, that's not a bad technical uh, feed that. You know, you've taken the fastest iPhone and made it smaller. You're always going to have those stories. Don't worry about those stories. Don't because <laughs> that's always going to happen. No matter what they produce, ever you're still going to get a certain part of the press do those stories because they're, they're clickbait. They're linked. That's what I agree, though. Why have they gone with the old design? I don't know. Why haven't they got the new one? I don't know. Recycling? Is it? <laughs> it would certainly fit with the mantra, wouldn't it? You've got these old iPhones back. Just get them out and stick new bits in. Do you know why? The only reason I can think, Rick. It's because in six months' time, when we have the autumn event, that's when they bring a new form factor out that matches whatever the seven looks. Ah, uh, okay, yeah, maybe. That's that's all I can think of. Because then they don't have to. They've already got basically the old chassis design or the old old physical design. But then when they bring, <laughs> when they come to October uh, or whenever it is, they can say, "Here is our new completely refreshed line." from four inch up to whatever the plus. So the other specs are pretty much the same, aren't they, as the iPhone 6S. So we won't bother running through that. 12 meg cam, two-tone flashlight photos, 4K video, dual stream, such ID. The interesting thing was the little bit of a push to say you can get these on installment plans. I've just found this on the, uh, the Apple.com website. So if you have an iPhone 5S and you want to trade up to an iPhone SE or an iPhone uh success you're looking at ten dollars per month over 24 months contract for the se or the iphone success will sit you back twenty dollars a month we can't get that's that. not bad we still can't get that in the uk can we doesn't look like it uh, let's just put uk in there and see what happens because no if you, no if you go to the the new phone it knocks you back to the the old um the american site or oh, is that my fi just gone to, anyway but i don't think we can get the um the pay month thing just yet they did say it was going to come out to other countries when they launched it last year but i don't think is that not because our our phone networks do it for us certain ones do yeah but if you want to do it through through apple this is what they're doing in the states i know they got a completely different cell lineup coverage thing over in america what we get over here and sometimes i think our one's actually better than what they from the sound of it comes to uh, how much data but uh I mean, it could be quite. It could be quite nice. It depends because, like, I refresh every year, and I sell my phone to someone else, and then I use the proceeds from that phone to buy new, my new phone. Whereas, if I could just keep continuously upgrading, I'm going to have to see how that financially weighs up against what I currently do. And if it works out the same or better, then I probably will go with the fact that I give my old phone to Apple, and then I just continuously pay what twenty dollars, twenty quid a month, or something like. That. There is a lot to be said for convenience of knowing that you could. You not have to deal with eBay and listing it, taking all the pictures and dealing with all that hassle of just walking in and saying, right, I want to get my phone. Here's my old one. Give me a new one. Sign me up. Yeah. And, it, and the prices are reasonable. That's what's getting me. Into. So you can upgrade. So let's go and have a look here. So I've got an iPhone 5S. So it'd be £20 a month. Yeah, that, that, even with my SIM plan, my SIM only plan, that would work out much cheaper than me than buying a new phone for my carrier. Hmm. I mean, yeah. That says until free, decide to change my tariff anyway. Uh-huh. I mean, what yeah. do they do with the, hand, the phone that you've handed in? They uh, recycle it and sell it again. Right, after give it to Jeff. Yeah. <laughs> they, give it, they can't give it to Liam. It can't be broken no, down no, no, into it's parts. It's, it's repackaged it? and they sell it either onto other foreign markets or they just put it out in the refurb store. Ah, okay. 
So we've got silver, gold, space gay, and rose gold, with the entry level being 16 gig and 64 gig, no 128 gig on the iPhone SE. No, I don't really think, <laughs> I'm sure that'll be a market, will it? Who knows? There's always a market for everything. How big that might went. Well, it, you end up, you've, gone, you've now got a really capable um, pick shooter that's a smaller device. So I would, you could see quite a lot of photos being taken with that in uh, maybe the storage space, but then you just simply tie into Apple's iCloud things and you pay them 79p a month and you have a, uh, you on, on, uh, try and get more words out, you've got your cloud back up there. I mean, yeah, it depends. It just depends how it matches up against, you know, stuff from certain other Android manufacturers or even Windows phones. I mean, it's just one of those things. We, we will not know until this thing gets out there. They've been told by everybody in the press virtually that they need to make a smaller phone. Well, now they've done it. So let's see. If press... So then the event. <laughs> Shock horror as press simultaneously all say, yeah, we're done. We're fine. Thanks. <laughs> no headline today, guys. Well, no, no, they will be. They'll, they'll be saying, what Apple must do for the iPhone 7 to be a success? That'll be the one tomorrow. Oh, I've seen those stories. Haven't you seen those stories already? No, I've tried to keep off the internet. Sometimes it just depresses me. Of course, this thing comes out of the box. It comes with 9.3 as well. Which takes us nicely on to iOS 9.3. Night shift notes. Uh, interesting thing there about notes being Touch ID protected or password protected. <laughs> that have is you a guys, nice feature like that. Have you guys used night shift at all? I've used it on a Mac, but not the official one. There's like Flux. I use Flux on on the Mac. Say, I haven't noticed any difference in my sleep patterns. I've got to say, but I've I've been using. Um, <laughs> since this update is out late tonight or today or even now, maybe as we as we talk, I will be trying it on the phone and see if you know because I read my iPad in bed. So we'll see if that makes. They're quite quick to say it. It may nay. it may help some people. Yeah, because to, <laughs> based on there are it. two people in Outer Mongolia who have seen that this works for them. Um, but apart from anything, I think isn't having color correct pretty important on a screen? It's for me with a print print background. Um, having color being pretty accurate is um, is quite important, and changing it like that and adding a different um, a different uh, color gamut is is would be a bad thing to do in my book. You can turn it isn't on. It the, isn't it the same thing of if you take, so if you have a camera and you set it to daylight mode, you take a picture in the day and it comes out white. But if you use the same setting on the camera, take a picture at night, everything comes out yellow. And I think it's something to do with the ways your eyes comp, uh, compensate for night, uh, for nighttime lighting conditions, that it will automatically and make everything seem whiter as effectively adjusting its contrast of your eyes no, rather than showing the natural color that's not my understanding the only thing that night shift does stop using so far up the blue spectrum and comes back down to the more the yellowy side so yeah, as but, night as night comes around it's not blare it's not blasting your eyes with supposedly this harsh blue light which is falling something inside our brains apparently that keeps it up all night even if you read the actual science behind it it still still sounds a bit you know touchy-feely nonsense to me but that's why i'm I'm interested to see if it actually works because um every time i've heard it explained to me it's got nothing to do like yeah you definitely don't want it when you're doing photo editing or stuff like that rick definitely don't want it on then it's just something you can turn on so if you're reading late at night you will not be burning out your you will not be tricking this part of your brain into thinking oh it's daylight i need to stay up it actually helps the brain to think oh we need it's getting light there's no longer any light in the sky it's dark outside the lights are on i need to go start you know, getting ready to go to sleep. Does it work? I have no idea. It's one of those psychological things. So um, it'll be interesting to see if it does. I think the other one that Mark was 
alluding to was the other feature that came out in the new iPad, which was the, it does change depending on the surrounding light, which is effectively white balance, right? Yeah, ambient. Ambient light. Yeah, okay. Didn't think it was up to that bit yet. No, 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 I I think the reason, I I thought it might have been the wires crossed, but it was my understanding that it places less stress on the eyes and what what your brain has to process when you see, because it's not having to ramp up the contrast to make everything white. Yep. When actually at night, most things are yellow. Oh, I will, I'm uh, going to do the research I've done and put that in the show notes. Yes, I can't put this nicely onto the next feature about the color, the color gamut changing. Now, was this in iOS 9.3 or was no. this an iPad this is only uh, feature? New, this is only in the new iPad, this feature you're talking about here. So that leads us on to then the iPad Pro 9.7 inch. Excited or a bit obvious? Um, only obvious because, you know, there's been rumours about it for, for months now, basically. Um, again, people were, a lot of people were saying they like the new power of the iPad Pro, but it's a little bit too big for them. So, of course, you know, bring it down. And if you want to make, if you want to put some, put some energy into the current iPad lineup, the 9.7 version, just bring out an all-singing, all-dancing version, which matches your huge version. And, uh, you know, that's the only way you're going to probably gain some new customers maybe or people upgrade because <clears throat> as we've said before on both this show and mac and forth nobody needs to upgrade an ipad most people use their ipads like you know i'm taking my family for example they browse the email they, they go through their email they browse the internet they look at photos that's it pretty much that's it that's all they do and and if it wasn't for software limitations on on the os they would probably still get away with an ipad one you know they don't care about the retina and the pixels density and things like this they just see it as a really handy machine because they know how to read their email how to read social social media post pictures and things like this and get their news it's not you know, now the Pro is supposedly meant to be targeting professionals who design planes, it looks like, if you go by the advert sometime, or draw comics things like this. Now, I don't know how, how big of an audience really is that. I can't imagine it's that huge. But there will always be people looking to upgrade their stuff. And now, this is the this replaces the iPad Air 2, effectively. If you want to get the best one without going super huge, it's now an iPad Pro 9.7. And it uses the pencil, which the iPad Pro, the iPad Air can't use. Um, so, you know, if you want all the power of the ipad pro now you can have it in a nine points it does round off their their um match the the laptop the portables um line up quite nicely as well doesn't it with the um having these these different sizes of pros and then the different sizes of airs quite sort of rounds it off nicely i think um you're you'd be a good um case in point wouldn't you car have you do you leave your laptop behind anymore do you take your laptop or do you use your pro I have um your iPad Pro a few times for your machine. A few times recently, where I've had to, I've used my work. Um, you now I've got I've taken my Pro iPad Pro. I've not taken my a laptop with me, and I can do pretty much everything I need to do on that. It's quite astounding, really. Um, you know, I mean, I'm not be, I'm not asking great, I'm not demanding great things. But I'm basically just plotting emails, to put together Excel shit. So um, it works really well. A few things I had to learn in Excel using a touch interface took a while to sort out. Um, it works fine, and you know, I am now thinking about getting a keyboard i'm not sure i'll be getting apple smart keyboard to go for a third party one but i am interested in getting that i think probably going to try and seek out a pencil this coming weekend i say did you not get a pencil no i thought you got one with it no 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 i didn't no. of course you don't Stupid thing to say, Dickie. You tell you've been out of podcasts for a while haven't you with all these visions of like oh i'll give stuff away for free surely surely not one of the things that should interest you mark as well because uh not for me so much now but one of the adapters you can get for this new um this new ipad is you 
you'll have a USB, a powered USB socket, and that means that you can plug in yes. a mic. And with the software that I've been reviewing, Ferrite, which is an absolutely awesome bit of sound recording kit that does multi-track, it's going to be very interesting to, to see what happens. But what I've been finding is that, yes, you've got this, you've got this device, it's got its desktop class processor and all that sort of stuff, but the amps really just aren't being developed in the same way they are for the iPad that they are for the iPhone. So hopefully this new Pro manager will, be, will hopefully bring back a bit of a renaissance period because... I wouldn't mind paying a little bit more for apps that take advantage of, you know, what the iPad can really do instead of just sort of making the iPhone app a little bit bigger with nothing really special. Because I find it very hard to not, if I want to do anything on the web, to go over, pick up my iPad, put in the passcode and do anything with it. Whereas I will often endure a worse experience on my, on my iPhone 5S just purely because it's there. Well, okay. Well, fix that by having your iPad closer. That'll be one thing. <laughs> Not many jokes. I, but I've, I've done a podcast editing um, on the iPad, like I said, with Ferrite. And it just goes to show that if you develop for an iPad, if you don't have an app for the iPad and you use the screen properly, like Apple keeps saying, you know, we have great developers and this is how they should do it, you can make really good apps. I'd just like to see more of it. It's things like, you know, my, you, know, you say you use Excel, I've used Excel on it, I've done, you know, most use of website updates with it, but it's, it's like little things. If you want to resize a, an image or you want to crop an image but know what dimensions you're yeah. cropping to because you have to create a hero image or you only want an image a certain size, but you yeah. don't want to resize the whole image, you just want to select a, make a selection of a certain dimension you still can't do that on the iPad. And it's like the little basic things that really need to be addressed. So you become a bit closer to being a road to, you know, you have to remove the, any reason why you say, oh, well, I'm going to go over to my Mac and do it on the X. It's easier. Yeah, but you know, that's just my workflow. It took them a whole iOS release to bring in copy and paste. Do you remember, do you remember that? It was, it yeah, but to be fair, months, so did every other platform. Before we, had, before we had copy and paste. But I've been using a, one of these, a Surface See that? That is all right. It's not too bad. It's it's buggy because it runs Windows. But I tell you what's really good about it. It can be a tablet, so it's got your you know your simple one finger poke to get into an app, all that sort of stuff. Swiping, blah blah blah. But it also, if you want to, um, click on it and it becomes a desktop PC. So you you have a um, your Bluetooth mouse and keyboard, and you can get into the file structure. You have a desktop, you have everything like that, and it will run a normal app on it. With this, um, with these iPads that have just been released that are powerful enough, if they, that would make me buy one, if they put an OS on it and said, right, here's the file structure, you can, you know, by default, it goes into the normal iPad um, on iOS an iOS um, layout. But if you want to go into a desktop and run another app that isn't doesn't have um, you know a normal application as opposed to an app, then you can, and that would make me change because then it's really is a, a laptop that is also an iPad as opposed to um, a secondary gadget that goes along with your iPad. If you see what I mean? I can see people asking for that next because it is now it is such a powerful machine. How much processing power and stuff they've got in there? I can see see people starting to ask for that exact. You're, you're wanting yeah and that would that would definitely make me buy one um because there are there are things and applications out there that don't have apps to go with or the apps are, are hobbled um and so don't work properly so uh, and even if it is a bit slower you know i can get by with slow if it works if i'm going on holiday i need a mac that will get me on a vpn and use remote desktop and 
a bit of code uh, and some other little apps I use on a daily basis to admin my machines. Now, if that was a bit slower, but I was able to do it, that would be fine. But currently, I just can't get by with a, uh, an iPad. So even though you might be able to design an airplane with it, mm-hmm. you still can't admin a Mac network with it. <laughs> um, I know that's only me and what I do, but um, I think by opening up the OS or by opening up the file system, then um, you'd you'd sort of get all these other customers, and that would open up their um, their target audience quite a lot more. Wasn't there a Coda app though? I remember seeing. Yeah, but it's still not. You know, it, again, it's hob- it's hobbled. Oh, right. It it sort of it sort of works. Um, it's not it's not as good because if I get if I have a um, if I have a JPEG or an image that I want to upload onto my site because Coda is essentially transmit with coding on it. So it's an FTP client as well. Um, so if I want to upload something to my site, I quite often use Coda to do it. Um, and to do that on the iOS app is so convoluted because of the lack of a file system. Have you tried Workflow? I can try I all sorts of stuff. I thought that would be right up your alleyway doing scripting and uh, getting things going that way. Yeah, but I, I don't do enough of it. Um, to need, you know, it, it's that it's that sweet point where I don't do enough to try and fix it for good. I just do a bit. So if they just opened up the OS and I could just use my apps that I, I, you know, grown to love, um, then that would be fine. But I can't. I, I'm sure there's apps that I can get around it with, and like I'm sure I can admin my Mac network with a few apps that I can. But that's just not how I want to do it. Yeah, at workflow is a fantastic app but it always feels whenever i use it that i'm jumping through hoops to make it do something that should be fairly easy to do that's great to me a little which is where it comes back to an article that i'm writing that i think you've got some great developers out there but maybe they don't sort of they aren't the best users in the world developers develop users use but there's no one really uh, struggling that that in between area the uh, what we got here on it is the 12 megapixel camera, same as the iPhone 6s, 4K video, 5 megapixel FaceTime, Retina flash. Uh, hey Siri is built in. Yeah, sorry everyone. Hopefully you've oh, gone in, yeah. change your phone, so I can say Hey Siri. All I won't, and it won't upset your phone. Any final thoughts? Uh, that, or that we should go into the the True Tone display. Now, Rick, you um, you mentioned this. So from what I heard. No matter what the lighting conditions, you will pretty much always have a white piece of paper to write on or draw on or design on. And the colors will always look the same no matter what the lighting condition. Am I, was that about right? Yeah, I think that's what, um, that's how I, I took it to, what I took it to mean. And they used to have, um, I used to have a little USB, um, thing that, sat in the room with you next to your screen and then if the lighting changed it it changed the screen um the screen color to match the lighting because um if I'm, I'm looking at the light next to me now it is ridiculously yellow so it's changing everything that i see into this yellowy mess um, and you get that a lot with sort of um, fluorescent lighting changes the light quite a lot daylight changes it if it's on a sunny day you get a lot of blown out colors don't you and uh, obviously when it's dark color changes again so i think this is yeah like you say it's changing the screen color to match what it to be more true to what it should be so a white paper will look white as opposed to yellow so this all sounds good uh, on on a bit of paper ironically enough do you reckon it's really i mean you do a bit of designing and stuff like that would this be 
could you see why this is a good thing? Would you actually, if you were going to go out and buy a tablet, would that sway you at all to have that feature if you were like an out-and-out designer? Well, it would, um, what we what we still do in a lot of my clients is spend a lot of time um, uh, calibrating printers to print correct colour so that if um, Mr. Coca-Cola wants to print of his advert um he wants to see what it's going to look like in a paper or on screen or wherever it goes um and he need we need to make sure that that red is coca-cola red and not some blown out monstrosity so having a screen that is is um actively checking the color of the surrounding room and making sure that what the person at the end sees is a true reflection of what you've designed is a very good thing yeah because we i mean currently we spend hours and hours um calibrating it to try and make it work so they're doing it automatically which is brilliant so this is actually so this very much keeps in, in line with the whole the ipad is a pro tool uh so you're going to get the pro features from yeah it. absolutely i mean um it sort of goes completely against the other um the other feature which is to change the color and take away all the blue i'm not quite sure how they're going to work well, together that's only, that's only at sunset <laughs> you know huh that's only at sunset. Yeah, but I mean, if you're if you're relying on color, but you can um, and the color being accurate, and then suddenly they the other one comes in and goes, oh, it's great and quite dark. You, you need to go turn to it bed. Off in the bar. <laughs> you swipe up from the bottom, and there's a little toggle switch to yeah. say turn off night mode. Oh, okay, all right. Just coming back to night mode, I've got to say that you know I'm one of these people that I'll be you know I'll have my iPad with me and I'll be watching Twitch and I used to be up. For hours and hours, not being able to drop off, and of course you watch TV, you made the whole situation worse. For me, it's made a heck of a difference. It, I, I've personally, maybe it's psychosemantic and all that sort of stuff, but for me, I think it's worked. Okay. Well, I look forward to using it. Hopefully, I'll be able to download it later tonight and give it a go. But it does sound like a bit new, new agey hippies. <laughs> yeah, uh, but yeah. large whiskey helps as well. Yeah. <laughs> and ten. Pulled by your butler in the finest crystal uh, glass. I don't have a butler. I wish I did. <laughs> Isn't it called the wife? Put them tish. Oh. Right, what else have we got then? So this is going to be available in four colours, including Carl's own very favourite, Rose Gold. Rose gold. Um, Wi-Fi, th- Wi-Fi 32 is 499 What was the price of the um, the iPad Air when it was updated last year? Any Anyone off the top of the head? Was it the same? Oh, see, this is the problem. Whenever we do these things in future, Mark, we need to go two days ahead of the event and know all the prices. Well, because we, we didn't really decide we were doing this So what was it, late last night, early this morning? Okay. But <laughs> it's something we should do, you know. It's, it's, we should know what the old prices were. It's something I always think about at this point of the evening. Oh, there's a Mac... Uh, right, hold on. Mac Tracker. Let's have a look in there. That's Mac Tracker is an app on the App Store. While you're talking about that, one it, thing I which want to... Oh, sorry. No, no, go on. Go on. Uh, just while you're finding the price, one thing I wanted to mention was going back to the OS, sorry, quickly recapping on the um, the iPad Pro having a file system and becoming a, actually becoming a Mac with an iPad attached to it. The, it's, you should, I should probably mention that Windows did completely the opposite and made the Mac into an iPad, if you, if you know what I mean. They made their Surface into a, um, a tablet without asking anyone and then had to backtrack completely and now windows 10 has gone completely the other way after windows 8 was a tablet that you could make a pc so it it's funny how you can um how the approach to these things forcing it on the on someone 
never works. They have to sort of um, want it themselves and come around the other way, which is probably what Apple are doing. I, I always thought with the Windows Surface, it was an absolute shame that Windows RT uh, didn't gain any traction. But then Microsoft only had their self to blame by saying, here's Windows. And all right, yes, it has the word RT at the end of it, but you go into a shop and people are going, oh, look, there's something that's got Windows on it. And then they get it home and they find that they can't download anything and it won't run anything. And uh, they, they did shoot themselves in the foot with that. And it's a shame because they could have eliminated all this sort of guff where you can buy like a Windows 10 laptop, for, sorry, a Windows 10 tablet for like 90 pounds, but it's got one gig of memory and it runs like a dog. And then, you know, as I've always said, that's your first impression of a tablet. And you think, well, what's all the fuss about? If it's like this, why am I going to spend 300 pounds on a tablet? So I don't yeah. think the the tablet market in general has been held by all these low-powered, cruddy devices. That, that's been the case. I mean, that's the problem. People look at the price of the iPad and they say, oh my God, that's expensive. But then all the other ones that I bought, you know, granted, most consumption device, they are, they're okay. If I, you know, I want to watch a film late at night, I'll put it on so it shuts down and I go to sleep. But I would never use these series. Um, but that's just me. That's because I know what the iPad can do. But that's a that's a hell of a lot of money to outlay if you don't know what it can do. If you if you are thinking it's just doing the same as all the other or many sorry of the other products out there. Um, and you know people can go into a very crowded, busy Apple store and have a little play, but that doesn't tell them everything they need to know. I mean, most people get a real play of an iPad is when they go around someone's house and you know they're allowed to play on it for a little while. Uh, and again, you don't really like doing that because all your personal stuff is on there. It's I always feel uncomfortable when I go and play on the laptops in the Apple Store. I always like, I was waiting to say, oh, you know, you've been on that one a bit long. No one, no one hassles you. Well, not in London, sure, out your way. But <laughs> no one hassles you in London. Have they fixed your shop yet? I haven't been. No, no. I think Apple will be dead and gone by the time That's... they fix that place up. It better look fabulous, you know, fabulous when they finish. It's like the infinite loop. It'll be brilliant, but there won't be anyone working there anymore because Tim Cook would have sunk at the whole thing. It is awful. It's, we're talking about the one in um, Regent Street at the moment. Yeah, that's yeah. the one where we all piled into on the first ever Mac and Forth Shanigans yeah. Fest. It seems like they've been doing it ever since they started that bloody building that they're about to move into next year. And that's about to be completed early next year. And yet there's no sign that the one in Regent Street is going to be for any... It's their flagship store. It'll just be a lot more glass and less furniture, won't it? Which is ridiculous why it's taking... It's just ridiculous why it's taking so long. Like weird, weird. But the good news is, now we've filled, I've found the stats. So the iPad Air 2 Wi-Fi model, when it came out, the 64 gig version was uh, 599... Let's have a look. 699. And the new iPad Pro is 749 for 128 gig. Okay. I thought it was quite impressive. We'll move on from that then. Yeah. Uh, well, I'm glad you spent the time finding that out. Thanks for that. Yeah, that was worth it. That was worth the filler, wasn't it? It used to yeah. us a lot, marketing. <laughs> right, so... Final any other interesting that... information you want to share? Yeah, just go ahead. You, you, you two carry on um, <laughs> talking. I'm just going to look up a nun stat. <laughs> a what? A nun stat? Well, that's Brick's department. Look at it, nuns. Accessories. Right, no, you've killed the flow now. I've lost interest. So what do we think of the presentation in general? Now, I, know we co- I know we covered this at the top of the show, but what are the final thoughts about the product release? Is anyone surprised that they had these items ready to go pretty much at the end of March, or were you expecting a bit of a wait? Yeah, Did you, were you hoping for an Apple Watch too? No, not yet already. Not already. I want give it um, 
Because the, they announced it really early, didn't they? But then it took ages for it to become available. So I don't want a new Apple Watch 2 until much uh, uh, a fair while later in the year. Then I won't feel yeah. Not cheated. Cheat is the wrong word. But it's always... For example, if you buy a techlo- piece of technology and it gets updated, you always feel cheated, even though you've just paid for that. And it's still as good today as it was, you know, the day before, before this other thing came out. But there's something psychological, and Apple planned this, and a lot of other companies planned this as well. They're saying about when the new Shiny comes out, we, we feel compelled to look at our old device and go, this is a pile of poo now, even though it's the best thing to spread the day before. And... Uh, it's very, it's very good marketing, and most of us are susceptible to it because we fall for it every day on many different, not just on our phones and iPads, things like that, on virtually anything. Um, but that's the world we live in, unfortunately. But there's, you know, unless they, unless they hamper the OS, which a lot of people expect they do. Do you think they won't bring out an, uh, another iWatch? No. Uh, can it? I think they'll definitely bring out. Do you? Yeah. I don't think they'll say that was an interesting experiment, but only no. Carl bought one. So no, 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 no. They, they quoted it as like. <laughs> I can't remember how many they said. It said it like sold like millions and millions. They, they give a figure, I completely, I completely forgot it, unfortunately. Um, big smelling, uh, smelling, <laughs> selling smartwatch ever. You know, I mean, I, again, not a very big market. That's not a big boast. But no, they've, and plus it's Tim's baby. So there's no way they're going to kill it anytime soon. No, I would, I would go. I think we'd have to give it at least one more uh, evolution of it and then. See what goes from there. There's so many more things it can do. Like, you know, at the moment, it can do run nothing internally from a third party, for example, and they need to change that. They can't, it can't communicate with anything unless it's got an iPhone tethered to it. They can fix that. I mean, they can make it slimmer. They can make it more attractive. They can give it, like, the user creates the faces, for example. That would be a big one. Just, you know, a lot of people were saying, why can't I create my own face? And the reason was, it supposedly, is because it's a massive power drain, you know, the, the way it was originally. But now people have actually had their watches for an extended amount of time, and they can see how long that battery lasts in that device. You know, okay, if you, if, as long as you say a day is a long time, like it always gets me through a day. Sometimes through, you know, through the end of the next day as well. If I, you know, if I'm not doing anything intensive. Um, but you know, all those pixels take energy to light up. So if you've got um, uh, a face that you've made yourself, which is basically bright white, that's sucking a lot more energy than the black face, for example. And um, you know, and people will just do these things and it will impact on their the user experience of that watch. Now, once they deal with the battery issues, maybe on the next issue, perhaps they will open it up and we can do our own faces, just like the Android Wear. Have multitudes. You can go to uh, websites and there's multitudes of facing download for uh, Android Wear. And some of them look absolutely spectacular. And of course, once you go down that road, there's no reason why some of these massive watch manufacturers, or these famous watch manufacturers can't produce their own faces and charge hopefully not silly money for them but um just that one thing just to make the watch more about you more personal to you they always go on about the straps being making your watch more personal to you but just imagine if you could change the face to exactly how you want and plus technology is going to catch up battery lives aren't going to get better and you know, there's been hopefully there'll be a breakthrough in gps so you can actually go running uh, and probably get some more consistent stats, although I've got to say that for walking and running in general, the Apple Watch for me uh, does a very good job. Rick, uh, you're the Windows fanboy. Your final thoughts? <laughs> I'm far, I'm a long way from being a Windows fanboy. Well, having spent mouth, that two, two yeah, days. He says he just spent two days just two playing days messing around with drivers. It's horrible. It was horrible. No, but I, you know, I, I pride myself on being not a fanboy in any area, so I can give measured responses to everything. Um, but um, my, I don't know. Does does the Apple Watch have GLONASS support? 
<laughs> well, I don't know what that is. It's the yeah, Russian Russian GPS. It gives you more accurate GPS. It hasn't got any GPS in it. It, um, it has to rely on the, the phone. No, really. No. My, uh, my Garmin <laughs> does. Has, uh, you fanboy Garmin person. I'm in love with my Garmin watch. It's, it's I got excellent. a Garmin Vivo Active for Christmas, and there's just so... I could almost forgive the uncomfortable strap. I could almost forgive the massive bezel going around the screen. I could almost forgive that the, the charging cable uh, has, a bat, has a magnet almost powerful enough to open my fridge door. The one thing, <laughs> uh, it, it's just mad. It's like I, won't, I had it in my bag going for airport security, and it was, oh, it had, it had me worried. Like I wouldn't put my phone next to it in case it wipes it. Good job we don't use floppy disks these days. But the one thing I cannot forgive the Garmin for is when you start running and it pauses, you can tap the top half of the screen to say continue or the bottom left, you can go save and it will say, are you, wish- are you sure you wish to save? Or at the bottom right, you got trash. And when you click on trash, it deletes it, gone, bye, bye. You know, no second chance. No, are you sure you want to delete? No, it just bloody deletes it. So I, don't, I still don't get the point. What's the, what, what's the problem with it? So... When you click save, it goes, are you sure you wish to save? When you click on trash, it trashes it straight away. Oh, Don't see. get a, you know, okay. are you sure you wish to, uh, you know, wish to trash this? I hope she took Twitter. I will do. Angry from Cheltenham. I think you somebody take, somewhere some must have seen this. Somebody must have out there and gone, oh, you know what? Let's do a double feature of making sure when you press save, there's a confirmation dialogue. But, oh, no, when you delete something, let's just bloody delete it. That does somebody seem somewhere. Must have realised this and went, oh, you know, that'll make it past. I got similarly angry on my with my new car when I was driving down to uh, a skiing holiday, got to France, and an hour into the journey, an hour into an eight-and-a-half-hour journey overnight, I realised that the car was taking me, uh, was programmed by default to avoid toll roads, which in France is a nightmare. <laughs> it's just you can't go anywhere with that. So it, it took an eight-and-a-half hour journey and changed it to a 12 and a half hour journey um, until I realized luckily I realized and it didn't add too much onto it but who programs a car to avoid toll roads (laughs) you went to France you got no one else to blame but yourself this is true what car is it as as we've had so so Rick tell us about your new car I'm not telling you it's embarrassing it's a dad wagon I'll tell you oh, what it is. No, no, come it, on, it is no, not... you've, you've made enough allusions to this, like, oh, yeah, oh, my new car. Oh, when I was out the other day in my new car. No, I'm not telling you what it is. It's not a Prius, but it is an electric car. Put it that oh, way. Cool. cool. Is it a Chevy well, that, Bolt? It's not, it's not a complete, it's, um, it's a... It's a hybrid. Yeah, it's a plug-in hybrid. But I'm not telling you what it is, because it's embarrassing. And I lose all my, all of the amazingly cool um, persona I've I've built up over the years with Carl. Well, I'll tell you what, listeners, if you're listening and you <laughs> want now? to guess what uh, Rick's car is, if you send the Twitter to at Ocean Speed with uh, hashtag Rick's car, the first person to get it right, I will send you a code for an app of something that I've got in for review. Yeah, okay. All right. Yeah, that's, that'll <laughs> be a regular feature. Guess what new shiny Rick's got this week he won't tell us about, but he'll lead to it anyway. Hey, it's better than it's better than talking about it, ordering it and cancelling it. <laughs> I wonder who that would be. It'll be our very own person who you do not want to sit next to in a coffee house on the Wi-Fi network if you've got a jailbroken iPhone. Or opposite on a seesaw. <laughs> where's, or, be, um, or be in a where's... very cramped Apple store next to him and Carl where <laughs> half the room is taken up by them both. Yeah. You still there, Carl? Yes. Yeah, just... 
Just checking. Two gigantors. Where's Barry? I don't know. Where is Barry? Like, where's Barry? I know, it wasn't a joke. <laughs> <laughs> Coming up next week, where's Barry? <laughs> See, this show is just running itself. Well, I think, gentlemen, we've gone on for an hour and a bit. Uh, this is a good point to call it. So, Mr. McCorriston, how can people get a hold of you if they want to let you know what car you might have? Um, on Twitter, at McCorriston. Any other plugs you want to get in? Nope. Thank you very much, Rick, for coming on at the last moment. Hopefully we'll do this again soon. And Mr. Madden, how can people get hold of you, sir? Well, uh, you can try clause 0101, but no guarantee I'll, I'll read. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so you can get hold of Carl if you want to, but you may be wasting your time. And you can get hold of myself via my website, essentialmath.co.uk. And, of course, I'm on the Twitter as well, at Ocean Speed. So... Hope you enjoyed the show. Thank you very much, Carl and Rick, for coming on. We might have some uh, interesting news about your show, Carl, coming up next week or so. Bit of a tease there for next week. So until next time, wherever you are, whatever you're doing, and hopefully your credit cards aren't going to be too ravaged by the event, have a good one, and we'll see you next time. Bye. Cheerio. Bye. Thanks, Mark. There we are. That's done. Well done. Lovely. Yeah, I should have done a bit more prep on thoughts of questions of what to do. Any stupid job. What are you working on at the moment then? I'm working on a help desk.